Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast. Podcast time. Oh, yeah. It was a big show, wasn't it? Big we talked, show. We talked about, oh, you won't believe what happened to Hot Tub Gary. Poor Hot Tub Gary. Well, should we say poor? Well, we wanted to give it away. <laughs> Something happened to Hot Tub Something Gary. Something happened to Hot Tub Gary that may mean that he's now just Gary. <laughs> we also spoke to the Council Cancer from Tasmania about the Relay for Life. They're launching that amazing program Today, to raise funds for Cancer Council Research and Cancer Cancer Services here in Tasmania. Yeah, all funds raised in Tassie stay in Tassie Tubes. And we also, you had a great chat with the coach of the Tasmanian Devils. Yeah, it was fantastic to talk to Jeremy Weberly and updating you on everything happening with the AFL draft. And our carryover champ, Liam, played 200 bucks up against another player in Tassie Trivia. We'll see how he went. Here is what you missed. Where are you right now, Hobart? Send us a photo. Yes. 0488881073. We can get photos now. And I love seeing what you're up to, Hobart. Hot tub, ta- hot tub Gary. He's <laughs> probably in the hot tub. Probably in the hot tub. Send us a picture message. 0488881073. You might have seen on our socials yesterday, we had quite a few pictures that came through on the text line that we shared. So you can send us your Instagram handle as well. And we'll tag you. Yeah, we certainly will. It was great to hear from Aaron, Brendan, uh, Josh and Crystal yesterday. And Duncan, who Duncan. sent a picture of a, <laughs> of a skeleton, which was pretty funny. Actually, David in Melbourne sent us a picture here of Coldplay. He went over to Coldplay. Oh, in nice. Perth. Thanks, David. Thanks for the picture. 0488 881073. It's Triple M Breakfast. Tessa Randello joins us from the Triple M Newsroom. Morning, Tessa. Good morning. What's making news? So Metro has had to face the government business scrutiny hearings and a couple of things came out of those which were interesting is the word I'm going to use. Um, So uh, Metro admitted that they allowed one of their buses on the road after being serviced by an unsupervised apprentice. And this is while the mechanics, they're currently in negotiations with mechanics who are calling for better pay. So they're getting other people in to try and kind of fill that. Yeah, But they've admitted that was... An issue. Yeah, well, clearly. it is an issue. And I know some apprentices in their third year are basically almost mm. properly qualified. And it, I suppose the argument would be for some people, well, it doesn't really matter. There'd be, but this is a government mm-hmm. business enterprise. Yeah, and it's procedure. This we have is, to we have to do what we what the procedures tell us to do, and, and that a, is that if, they'd be supervised. And if somebody was injured because of that issue, mm-hmm. exactly. there would be. A, an enormous blow up for the Tasmanian government and Metro. And doesn't this prove how important these mechanics are? Yes. yes for their it does. pay? Like... Quite simply, yes, it does. Yeah. There were some other issues with Metro too, though. There Tessa. were. So they also couldn't give any commitments on when they are going to bring back the temporary services that were cancelled. That was that massive, I think it was 100 177. Over, there you go, 177 that were cancelled temporarily. They said maybe six months, but mm-hmm. they are not giving any sort of timeline on that as well. Mm-hmm. And also, I think part of the consultation about how they cancelled those, mm-hmm. they didn't consult the uh, p- 
people with disability. Yeah, disability services weren't really included mm. in those discussions and those are some of the people who are really kind of getting dependent. hit hard. They're yeah. dependent on the bu- on the buses. They're dependent on the metro services. They're dependent on mm-hmm. public transport here in Tasmania. And, and, you know, last week we saw another... 20? ...wave of, of, of cancellations mm-hmm. for metro. And it just makes you think... What are they doing? Yeah, That's, uh, and what's what the plan doing? here? What's the what's the long term plan? We Some... heard we heard whispers from former members of Metro Tasmania who had said that they're trying to privatise this service. Yeah, they're trying to get it down to sell it off. To me, that's. If they're doing that, just tell us. Yeah, and it's not the way you go about it. You can't just muck up people's lives and their livelihoods because that, that's how people get to work. Exactly. There is some good news, though, in the bus world. Uh, despite all of this, green bus trials will start soon in the north of the state. Yeah, so they're bringing in electric and green buses, which will start, we're not sure when for Tasmania, but next month for Launceston. That's, Who's going to drive again, it? That's, no, again, <laughs> that's, that's all well and good, but what I'd like to see is consistent, affordable Public transport. Absolutely. Consistent, affordable public transport here in Tasmania. And mm-hmm. consistent is the key. Mm-hmm. Affordable is the key. Green, great. We know that that's the way we've got to go. But let's get it Let's get it right first. Let's get yeah. the basics right. Let's Absolutely. get some good news, Tessa. So I'm here with more AFL draft news. We had another player who was picked up last night in round two. Ari Schoenmaker is going to St Kilda at pick 62. I feel really bad for him because when he got and had a chat with Fox Sports, he was like, I thought it was over. I thought I didn't get in. Yeah. And then got picked at pick 62. So that's incredible. It's still incredible at 62. And and I think this is what we'll talk to Jeremy Webberley about this a little bit later on, who's the head coach of the Mm -hmm. Tasmania Devils. It really is a different setup these days because there's ways that clubs can encourage players to come and train at their club before giving them a full contract. So Ari's got a two-year contract mm-hmm. now as a, as a draftee mm-hmm. and he was, yeah, one of the last, he was third last to be picked. Were you surprised whole, by that? Because you yeah, thought he'd be quite high I thought I thought he'd be in the early 30s at latest. Yeah. Because he, he can kick at 65. He's a beautiful kick of the footy. He's yeah. a star. He's going to the Saints, which is terrific, and, and it really is great. It doesn't matter whether you're picked one or picked 64. You're still picked. You're still picked, and, and the hard work actually starts now. So mm-hmm. really excited for Ari and our other draftees, Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom. Thanks for the update. Thank you. Triple M Breakfast. Thanks to Jamie, who sent us in a text from Bell Reeve. Good morning, Tubes and Rhea. Jamie H. here. And he sent a picture. A beautiful shot of Mount Wellington, Kanani. Gorgeous from, view. I'm going to say that's from the top of Rosney Hill. Jamie? You I reckon okay? you're up at the Rosney oh, lookout. Yeah. yeah, I think that would make sense. Let's pop Thanks. that up on socials. Yep, we'll put it on the socials. You can send us a picture too. O four double eight double eight one oh seven three. That number again. O four double eight double eight one oh seven three. Take a photo. Send us a picture and we'll put you for two tickets in the meat tray. Love seeing what you're up to, Hobart. It's triple M breakfast. We're going to get an update from one of Hobart's icons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's commonly known as Gary from Bridgewater. Or you, Hobart, might know him as Hot Tub Gary. Good morning, Hot Tub Gary. Good morning. Are you okay, Gary? Um, not in a good spot at the moment. What's happened, Gary? My hot tub. Mm-hmm. He's gone to heaven. 
Oh, oh no. What's happened, Gary? Got a bloody hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you worn it out, Gary? Oh, I don't know. I just, uh, nah, it's not happening. Well, How Gary- did that happen? How'd the hole happen? Uh, it's one of them cheap blow-up ones, so I reckon... I've done something to it. Gary, oh, we've had messages on 0488881073 from some of your friends who I think, I'll paraphrase here, Gary, they've said, I know Gary from Bridgewater. He lives in that hot tub. Yeah, I'm going I'm to have to get him in a bathtub now, I think. <laughs> Gary, do you think someone sabotaged you? Do you think no. this could have been a sabotage? I, I think it might have been the missus. Oh, really? She wants to get you back in the house, Gary, because this is a hot tub that's out on your deck, isn't it? Yep. So for those that don't know, Gary works night shift, correct? And he comes home and spends some time in the hot tub every morning around this time. So it's his life. Yeah, whenever you can, right? A pre-work hot tub, Gary. Pardon? You have a pre-work hot tub. I do. I reckon you're living the dream, Gary. We've I been, do too. We better try and find out what we can do for Gary. He's got to get, his, get yeah. back in his hot tub. I'm about to head into Barney's now to see if they've got any more. So. <laughs> Tubes, Gary said through a picture, he's put the cover on his hot tub and a bouquet of flowers on top as a memorial. Yeah, I'd, I'd get a celebrant in too to give it a wake. But... Oh, Gary. <laughs> ashes to ashes, hot tub to hot tub. <laughs> Gary, thanks so much, mate. We'll we'll get an update from you hopefully when you get on into Bunnings. <laughs> they won't be open yeah. yet, Gary, will they? They'll be open, will they? Uh, we're going to seven, I think. All right, yeah, we'll get nice. in there, Gary. You've got from Bridgewater <laughs> to Bunnings here in Durham Park. Get along. Hopefully we'll see you another photo a little bit later on with you in the hot tub, Gary. Yeah, it won't be long. Well, there you go. That's Gary, Gary from Bridgewater, or his hot tub Gary, as we like to call him. Triple M breakfast. Triple M prize wheel. Loads of prizes up there today. Dino's pizza vouchers, money to spend at Brighton's Best Bakehouse. We've got Jack Rewalt signed books. The Bright Side by Jack Rewalt, thanks to Dimix and Hobart. Good reader here. It would be. Mm. How interesting. And he will go down as one of the legends of AFL yeah. and football in Tasmania. He will very, very quickly rise to legend status, I'm sure. On one triple three five three, we've got Tony Marie from Mornington on the line. Good morning, Tony Marie. Oh, hello, Chief. How are you? I'm good, Tony Marie. <laughs> what are you doing today? Oh, just a rest day today, Chief. That's the way to do it. A rest day on a Wednesday. Yeah. Good way to spend hump day, Tony Marie. Had a big big day at Spencer's yesterday. Oh, Spencer's Cafe on the Eastern Shore. Yes, a very lovely cafe. (laughs) It is a very lovely cafe. You're back there, Tony Marie. Pardon? You're back there. I am, Chief. I didn't know you were back there, Tony Marie. (laughs) I am. Tell us about uh, your kids. Oh, um, Brody, Stephanie, and Jake—all adults—and I've got four beautiful grandchildren. And what are their names? Are the children or the grandchildren? Don't worry about the children. Grandchildren are more important. <laughs> uh, I've got Teddy and Daphne, Matilda, and Maverick. There's some good names. Teddy yeah, and Daphne, Matilda, names. and Maverick. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like a uh, like a law firm. It does. I hope, I hope so. One day, choose. They might give me some money. Now, Tony Marie, are you? Did you choose whether you were going to be grandma, nanny? What? What? What did you go I'm with? Nanny. I'm nanny. I'm nanny Ree. Nanny Ree. Oh. Yeah, and, and I love it. You love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. You got to Very choose special. that, did you? Pardon? Did you get to choose that, or were you uh, told? No, I kind of got to choose it. Yeah. I like it, Nanny Ree. Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. Nanny Ree, I've spun the prize wheel already. Are you happy with number 36? Oh, 
Oh, night spin again, Tubes. Okay. All for the drama. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Here we go. Big spin. You've gone from 36 to 91. Oh. Are you happy with that one? Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. All right. Well, you've won yourself a signed Jack Rewalt book, The Bright Side by Jack Rewalt, thanks to Dimmick and Hobart. There you go, Tony Reid. A nice bit of reading before Christmas. I'm sure Brody will love to read that. He's he's football mad. You know that. (laughs) Well, you can wrap it up for his Christmas, Tony Marie. Yeah, I suppose I could. (laughs) If he's not listening. (laughs) Well, no, you keep that quiet. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing that, Brody, if you're listening. Uh, Tony Marie, always good to chat to you. Thanks so much for your call. Thank you very much, Chief. Thanks, Rhea. You can be just like Tony Marie by calling 13353 every morning before 7 a.m. We give one lucky listener the chance to spin the Triple M prize wheel. Would Loads you be, of prize on Would there. you be Grandpa or Pop? I think I'll be just tubes. Just tubes. Yep, tubes. I think it Love it. I think it works. I think it does. I think it works. <laughs> it's Triple M breakfast. So, Tubes, yes. we were talking yesterday about the Battery Point proposed walkway, mm-hmm. which would go from... Castrae Esplanade through to Errol Flynn Park. Yes. And so this was put out there yep. back in July, but it was put to council Hobart City Council last night. And I think, I mean, not me personally, but a lot of people say that Hobart City Council is a bit of a no council. Yep. Well, they've said yes to this. Well, they're looking at it. Yes, and I think that it's a no-brainer, as Anna Reynolds has said in the paper today. She says it's a no-brainer. About five million bucks to build, and it looks like it'll go around the back of the shipyards, which is fine, up mm-hmm. onto Napoleon Street. That's an easy little access. But to get around that front section, it'll certainly open up a world of views. It'll open up people's ability to just keep going from Maraville Esplanade. You'll still have to go up Napoleon Street. I think eventually the the plan should be to try and get it right round. Yeah. And I, think, I, I think and I think looking at it, the shipyards is probably and if you don't know where the battery point shipyards are, no one's got ships there. <laughs> like the, it's the old school in inverted commas shipyards, and I'm sure there's a couple of I think there's Hunter Marine down there. Um Okay. And the Muir's Boatyard. So there's a boat ramp and stuff, but that can be – we can work around that, can't we? You'd think so. You did tell me about this revolutionary thing called gates yesterday. Yeah, gates will work. Tubes? Uh, mm. <laughs> apparently that's what the um, <laughs> what the designers have, have mentioned, that there would be gates on either side of the walkway where the jetties, the people's private jetties yes. are, so they could get through to those. And then there's also this other thing as well as gates mm. called locks. Oh, yeah. So you can lock a gate. Wow. So you don't have access unless you have a key to the lock for the gate. So apparently it would only take eight to 12 weeks to build. Yeah. Still. I guess it's just a walkway, but that seems quick, don't you think? Yeah. Four months, three months. Yeah. Do um, it. Bob Clifford, who's the Incat founder, Tubes, he lives part-time at Battery Point. Must be nice. Must be nice. Uh, <laughs> he said that he's not opposed to the idea, um, but doesn't think that everyone will agree with it and thinks that it might be a little bit optimistic to think you could build it for $5 million. Probably is. These things usually are optimistic. $5 million bucks doesn't get you much anymore. Mm. I don't think if you – I mean, if I want it, if I want You'd probably get one of those houses pretty happy. that oh, backs onto it. I actually don't even reckon you would. I don't oh, reckon you would, Ray. What do you reckon, Hobart? Give us a call, one triple three five three. Are you for or against it? I feel like it would be pretty good 
for cyclists rather than having to navigate the battery so point this streets? Is, this is the reality of dodging past the shipyards is that you'll still have to go up a hill. Yeah, That's okay. my point of like, let's just go right around Go the through front. it. Do it right the first time. And if you need to wait for a minute while someone's pushing a ship out of the battery point shipyards, which I don't think happens that very often, <laughs> then uh, have a gate to open for the boat. <laughs> Tubes is amazed with gates. I love gates. <laughs> Every year, Cancer Cancer Tasmania hosts its Relay for Life event, bringing communities together to celebrate cancer survivorship, remember loved ones lost, and fight back against cancer. 2024 marks 24 years of Relay for Life in Tasmania. And joining us now to launch the 2024 program is Cancer is Cancer Council Tasmania CEO, Alison Lai. Good morning, Alison. Good morning. There's a lot of words in there, Alison, but tell us <laughs> what the Relay for Life is all about. Okay, so many of the listeners out there could actually be quite familiar with Relay for Life because, as you say, it's been around uh, since 2001. But what, what it is is we run, it is an event that's run all across the state and there's one here in Hobart as well where uh, people come together and they, they walk basically. They, they, it's called Relay. So they'll walk um, for about 20 hours um, and it's all about raising awareness and raising funds. And the funds uh, tubes all stay here in Tasmania and they all support Cancer Council Tasmania. So it helps us keep our transport treatment cars on the road that people see us scooting about, taking people to their treatment appointments. And also helps us staff our wellbeing centres here that support people, anybody who's been impacted by cancer. And we are also able to put the money into research. A lot of words in there too. But it's a really, really uh, wonderful and important uh, event that we do every year. And it really is a vibe, Alison, without... With, yes. <laughs> like, the, the relays are genuinely a celebration of life as much as they are remembering those that we've lost. Absolutely. It is a, it's a lot of fun. So, so if people haven't been um, to a relay before and they're perhaps maybe thinking about going and being part of one for the first time, you know, it is, it is also fun. A lot of people, there's a lot of life, there's a lot of love and there's a lot of um, people just coming back together and, as you say, celebrating. And um, it is, yeah, it is a lot of great energy that comes to these events and some really fantastic people. So you're hosting six Relay for Life events across the state between February to April and the Hobart event is uh, the 24th to the 25th of February. There's a Human Valley one, February 17. How many people are you hoping will take part in those six events and how much are you hoping to raise? Okay, so across the state, we're anticipating we're going to have close to 3,500 people wow. that are going to be going to all of these. It's incredible, isn't it? And uh, and this year, we are hoping to raise about similar to what we raised last year, which was about $800,000, which again is an incredible um, amount of money that the community comes together to help raise for, for our services and, you know, for people impacted by cancer. So this year, we are aiming again for, for the same amount of, of funds to be raised and, yeah, and getting the same amount of people out there and walking and relaying. The funds stay here in Tasmania too, Alison. What what exactly will these funds fund for the Council Cancer of Tasmania? Yeah, well, like I say, it's the, the what we call the transport to treatment cars. So mm-hmm. they're the cars with the, the Cancer Council daffodils that, that um, people see out on the road. And people, a lot of people aren't aware that those um, cars are transporting people to actually do the cancer treatment that they otherwise may not be able to get to. And it's all free of charge. So if somebody, uh, so if any of the listeners know somebody 
who um, might need that sort of support that is, you know, they just need to get in touch. And we also have um, a wellbeing centre here in, in Hobart and in Launceston. We also have um, services in, up in uh, Burnie as well. So people can come and they can speak to counsellors and they can get access to complementary therapies and the group support and all of it is free tubes. Like this is what all the money pays for. And also we um, also invest in um, local research into cancer prevention um, as well. So all of that stays here in Tassie. So we can say hand on heart that all of the money that we raise at our events is staying here to help Tasmanians. Amazing. And you've got IGA Tasmania as a major principal sponsor. Yeah, IGA is incredible. So the, for the listeners out there, like IGA has been involved um, with this event for, I worked it out, 17 years, wow. I believe it is. Yeah, so they've been like the principal sponsor. Um, they're coming back again next year. But it's just incredible um, the, the level of community support. They've been there since 2007. So a huge shout out to IGA and their incredible support for the community. And I think that that is reflective of IGA. They're a sponsor of our show here too, Alison. And, and I know that locally they invest so much into their community and it's so great to see them on board with the Relay for Life. You can get involved at relayforlife.org.au. Alison Lye of the Cancer Council here in Tasmania. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's Triple M Breakfast. Tubes, earlier we heard from Hot Tub Gary, who listens to the show every morning from his hot tub, but he had the tragic news that his hot tub's actually got a hole in it. He was on his way to a local hardware uh, store, hardware store mm-hmm. to pick himself up a new one. That's how much Hot Tub Gary loves his hot tub. He loves it. Not even a patch. He wasn't going to get a patch repair. He was going to get a new one. It looked in a bad way. It looked... Maybe it's time he invests in a in a real not blow up one. Well, you know how hard it is to you know how hard it is to get some disposable income. But Absolutely. for me, for Hot Tub Gary, how can you be Hot Tub Gary without a hot tub? That's then you're just true. Gary. So you're just Gary, and we can't have that. But I want to know, Chips. I put up on our on our socials. Is there something in your life, Hobart, not someone, something that you're as attached to as Gary is to his hot tub? What would you be holding? Because he sent us a photo of flowers Mm. on top of his covered hot tub because he's put a memorial together for it because he's that upset about it. What would you hold a memorial for in your life that's not a person? Yeah, uh, or or a pet. Or a pet, yes. So like an inanimate object. Yeah. Is Um, there something that you're that attached to? My sunglasses, I love, uh-huh. not, not that I love my sunglasses, but even in the winter, I go everywhere with my sunglasses. Yeah. I Like phone wallet keys, sunglasses. Very delicate, delicate eyes. <laughs> but I love my sunnies because I, and, and when I leave my house without my sunglasses, I feel nude. Mm-hmm. And a watch. I think the watch is a cornerstone of fashion. True. And I have a, I have my grandfather's watch from when he, had 25 years service at wow. the Mount Lyle Mine. I have that. Yep. Um, but because the watch you've got at the moment, things. the watch you wear every day tells you all sorts of things. So it's more than a watch, really, because it's a smart watch. Yeah, it tells the, you when to stand up and when to breathe. Yeah, it tells me when to have some time to myself, <laughs> mindfulness. But no, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm certainly not going to be called watch tubes or. <laughs> You know, sunglasses, tubes, like Hot Tub Gary. I feel like Hot Tub Gary is connected to that. What sort of items have you got, Hobart, that you can't live without? Yeah, mine's probably my soda stream. 
Really? Yeah. Remember like, we went to Queenstown and I took my Soda Stream yeah, machine with us. That's right. <laughs> Rhea packed an entire Soda Stream machine, gas bottle, and everything, so you could have bubbly water in, yes, in Queenstown. I love it. <laughs> that's true. What inanimate object are you connected to? What can't you go without Hobart? Send us a text, 0488 or give us a call, one triple three five three. And if you see Hot Tub Gary out there, let him know everything will be okay. A hot tub <laughs> you can replace. It's triple M breakfast. Love your text coming in on 0488881073. Good morning to Hayden. Hayden has texted in. From Connolly's Marsh, it's in a beautiful picture looking across Frederick Henry Bay. Is Gorgeous. that Frederick Henry Bay? Or? I could not tell you. It just looks like every other bay is. I've I ever seen. I think it still is Frederick Henry Bay out off Connolly's Marsh. Oh, you're questioning the name, not the location. You can recognise it. I think so. I, I know. Oh, I think that is still Frederick Henry Bay. What have Frederick you... Henry Bay, you fly over into Seven Mile Beach, that area. So, yeah, I think it is. I don't know. Maybe there's an, another part of it. Anyway. Doesn't matter. We'll ask. Thanks Let us know, to Hayden. you, Hayden. Uh, magic shot, and he's just waiting for ma- noise making time. That was sent just before seven, so I think he'll be full noise at the minute, won't you, Hayden? Trapper from Buckland sent us a picture delivering down the east coast and the peninsula. Shout out to Taz Connect Logistics. Good on you, Trapper. Always good to hear from you. He says, "Go Bombers." I'm not going to read that out. <laughs> well, you just did. And Josh from West Hobart says the audacity of the Hobart City Council. Happy to pay for a development that they want, but will do anything in their power to stop a development that the majority favour and private company would fund because they don't want it to happen. The Hobart City Council need to go. And I wrote back to Josh and said, was that about the stadium? Mm -hmm. And he said, the cable car and the stadium. Yeah, okay. Fair points, Josh. I'm not sure. (laughs) We've seen the regatta point. Stadium 2.0 or whatever you want to call yeah. that, Macquarie Point 2.0 come out with uh, Paul Lennon and a few others that mm-hmm. have got together. And there's been some public investment there or private investment, private investment that is going, yeah. to, going to go there along with some of the public investment. And the government are asking more questions on that. I, I just We all need more information, don't we, really? Do you know what? We've had ages to get the information, mm-hmm. right? We've had ages. Seems like this is nothing's yeah. actually happening. And we heard earlier in the year the Premier say we'll have shovels in the ground by 2024. How can that happen when we've not seen the Well, plants? you could argue that they've had shovels in the ground already, Rhea, right? Yeah, So okay. you can you can make the politic, you can politic about it all you want. Mm. When are we going to see something substantial? Hopefully the project of state significance system that they've Passed in Parliament, we'll get through and we'll start to see more and more information. So, yeah, really keen to see what that means. And Keith is texting. Thanks for your text, by the way, Josh. That's a really great, great to get your perspective, Josh. Uh, morning, guys. This is Keith from West Moon. Can I get a ticket in the meat raffle? Tra- Absolutely. Meat raffle. Meat raffle. I've put those two. <laughs> Words together. Of course you can, and you can too, Hobart. Send us a text, 0488 We'll give you a ticket in the meat tray. Triple M Breakfast. Your finance matters with Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth for financial insights, tips, and advice. Matt Hawkins joins us live every Wednesday to talk about your finance. Morning, Hawkey. Ah, uh, good day, Tuesday. I feel like we should talk about the point de pinnacle first, though, mate. Well done on getting up to the top of the mountain. 
Yeah, it was a long way, Hawkey. But that's not what you're here to talk about. <laughs> For those looking to enter re- a retirement, a study's shown that there are a number of common mistakes that are made. What are these mistakes, Hawkey, and what can people do to mitigate and make retirement easier? Yeah, look, Chips, there's no doubt making mistakes with money is a common learning experience. But when you retire, results can be far more serious. It's so much easier to recover from financial mistakes when you're younger, as you still have time to earn money. You're working. But as you lose the capacity to earn income as you get older in life, mistakes can be far more drastic. So today I'm going to touch on the most four common mistakes most people entering retirement normally make. The first one is spending too much money too soon. A lot of people get to retirement, there's a huge nest egg in their superannuation fund. I think this is great, but you've got to remember that you could be retired for 30 to 40 years. So making sure your money lasts a long time can be absolutely crucial. And as we know, less money now in retirement means that the compounding of that over time can see it deteriorate very quickly. The second one is obviously an interesting one. It's about being house rich and cash poor. So a lot of people spend their whole life paying down their mortgage and having this huge asset in their primary place of residence at retirement but they may be cash poor when they get there. So making sure as you're getting closer to retirement, you have the right balance about paying off debt and building up liquid assets that you've got to use to fund your retirement. The third one is not changing a lifestyle after retirement. I mean, most people get to retirement and want to live a very similar lifestyle in retirement as they did prior to. But it's important that you adjust your expenses to the new budget and new world of retirement. And the fourth one's a bit of a controversial one, supporting adult working children. So again, family, family is certainly hard to say no to and certainly hard to refuse, but it's important that you don't impact your retirement by giving away your money too soon and giving away early inheritances that may impact your lifestyle in retirement and the life that you've worked so hard to build up to. So there's a lot to contemplate there, Hawkey. Like, for instance, downsizing a house might have tax implications as well? Yeah, spot on, mate. There's a lot of stuff in that. So you need to come and get advice. Where do people go? Yeah, look, Chubbs, if you're out there and you're thinking about retirement and you don't want to make these silly mistakes, and that's one thing a financial advisor could do, not only give you peace of mind, but help you not make silly mistakes and tell you what you may not know. So Elevate Wealth are well primed to give you that advice about retirement, downsizing budgets, supporting adult children, making sure your money lasts as long as you need to, 62313448. We are well primed to help you out in retirement as we get close to Christmas. 62313448 is the number to call Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth. Always good to chat. Thanks, mate. Talk next week. Your finance matters with Matt Hawkins from Elevate Wealth. Don't just raise your financial expectations. Elevate them at elevatewealth.com.au. Any advice or information provided in our Your Finance Matters segment is of a general nature only and is not taken into account personal objectives, financial situation and needs. Before acting on the advice, you should consider its appropriateness to you having regard to your personal objectives, financial situation and needs. Matthew Hawkins is an authorised representative of Consultum, an Australian financial services licensee. It's triple M breakfast. Last night was the end of the AFL draft. We saw on Monday night the first round of the AFL draft with three Tasmanians taken. And last night we had another Tasmanian taken in the AFL draft with Ari Schoenmaker heading off to the St Kilda Saints. Talking about exactly why this program here in Tasmania has been successful is the chief of this program, the coach of the Tasmania Devils, Jeremy Webberley. Good morning. Chief, geez, that's a new one. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, Jeremy, I, I got to call you the chief because yesterday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, yesterday we spoke to Damien Gill, and he thinks that AFL Tasmania's greatest appointment might just be Jeremy Webberley. How does that feel? 
Oh, no, but I'll have to shout him a few coffees when I get to the office this morning. Um, is, is that what it's all about? I didn't about? hear that. That's the first I've heard of that, but I'll, uh, I'll take that on board. Well, you must be really proud of the boys that have been drafted to the AFL, Jez. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm like all Tasmanians, just like over the moon for, um, you know, the four boys to to realise their childhood dream. Like I said it publicly yesterday that, you know, it sort of takes a village to raise a draftee, right? Like there's so many people that um, have involvement um, along the way, be that, you know, coaches, junior coaches, parents, friends, um, the devil's program, whoever it happens to be. I think we've all been, you know, a lot of us would have been touched by the four guys. So um, to see them reach their childhood dream is, um, it's fantastic, super exciting. Yeah, that is, of course, Colby McKercher, Riley Sanders, James Leake, and last night, Ari Schoenmaker heading off to the AFL. Were you surprised that Ari dropped to pick 62, Jess? Yeah, a little bit, but it's it's just a draft night, isn't it? Like, I, I was surprised that James Leake, um, you know, slid out to 17 as well. Like, I just think every year there's four or five guys that, you know, probably come in when you don't expect it and some other guys slide out. So, yeah, it was, I'm not going to lie. Like, last night was extremely nerve-wracking. It was great when his uh, name finally got read out. And I think he's got a, you know, Ari's got a fantastic destination with, with the Saints who are on the march. And obviously under Ross, they're, they're a really stable club now. So it's going to be a, a great opportunity for Ari. And, um, yeah, speaking to him last night, he's he's pretty excited to get started. Oh, absolutely. And you can imagine what's going through their minds. The hard work starts now, Jez. What is it about the Tasmania Devils program, do you think, that's producing such great players as the four? And not just the four that have been drafted, but the 30, 40-odd in your squad. Yeah, it's a good question. Look, no doubt, you know, the last 24 months, we've been blessed to have some fantastic individual talent. Look, we're not saying that we don't have really high talent over the last 24 months, but, you know, what I've been really proud of with the last with the last two groups that I've had is that, you know, they've been able to play the Tasmanian brand and Tasmanian DNA, and um, they've played for the jumper, and that's something that we speak about a lot. You know, there's so many guys. I sort of speak to the guys all the time about, you know, on average, we're meant to get 1.5 drafted a year with our with our population base. So, you know, our program needs to be um, something that's, yeah, we're trying to have the aspiration to get players drafted. But it's also about, like, some of the Devils program might be, um, for some people, the, you know, their biggest highlight within their football career. And we want them to to try and get as many players to, after they finish with the Tasmanian Devils, to, to walk away with a really positive experience. So... Um, you know, we've really tried to make that team ethos and club and get the players to connect to that. So I think I've been really proud of of the players buying into our program. And as you said before, like, it's great to have some draftees, but also, you know, number 38, number 40 on our list. You know, we really value those guys and the contribution they make to our program. So, Jez, thinking about the future, how much of what you're doing right now is setting us up for our AFL team? Yeah, well, it's not too far away, is it? Like, we had the really exciting announcement the other week around our um, academies from under 12. So I think there's a really clear um, pathway being set up at the moment. Um, you know, hopefully we get um, the tick of approval around um, the stadium and all those types of um, things that are playing out in the public forum at the moment. But, yeah, I suppose we are. Like, we're sort of the tip of the spear a little bit in terms of, you know, we're lucky to be able to represent the jumper Um week in, week out through the winter months. So that's sort of something that we're really keen to do and sort of set a really clear and I suppose um, give young players, young boys and girls some aspirations that, you know, they can see Lockie Cowan or Tom McCullum last year or, 
you know, a, a Riley Sanders or a Colby McKercher, James Lee Harry Showmaker last night, and um, you know, Madison Brazadale, Megan Gaffney over the last couple of years, and they can have aspirations to reach the level levels that um, they have got to over the last four months. And as I said before, I think we're starting to create a really clear pathway for for people, um, young Tasmanians within our state, to to realise and understand the steps they need to take to to realise their childhood dreams. A couple of players that missed out last night, Heath Ollington, Geordie Payne and Jack Callan, and to name a few. There's other pathways for these players to head into the AFL still. What are those, Jez? Yeah, well, they've obviously got the... There's a rookie draft today, so we'll, we'll see what sort of kicks out of that today. And um, You know, then it, then it's about do they come back in as a 19-year-old um, piece with into the Tasmanian Devils um, or they need to go and apply their craft at um, state league level, be that be that in the Tasmanian State League or they need to jump on a plane and, and head to Melbourne if they want to continue their draft aspirations. Um, but also, like, you know, if those boys decide to, to leave our program and go and play at their local club, well, that's OK as well. We play the game because we love it. Um, and when they go back to the local club, um, be that TSL or or a community club, like, we want them to be leaders of the club and we want them, to, as I said before, to go back with a really positive experience about the Devils. So um, there's a number of ways um, players can do, go when they when they leave our Devils program. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the main thing is we just want them to continue their footy journey and wherever that leads them, it leads them. But it's about enjoyment and, and loving the game for what it is. Without doubt, they've put in a hell of a lot of work to get where they are now, Jez, and I know that you've been a part of that, a massive part of that journey. You are... According to Damien Gill, the number one appointment at AFL Taz, plus probably now his chief coffee getter. Jeremy Webberley, thanks so much for joining us here on Triple M. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Triple M Breakfast. Hot Tub Gary's had a bad day. Hot Tub Gary might just be referred to now as just Gary, which is a tragedy. It is a tragedy. To be honest, it's not... It's not great. Hot Tub Gary has worked hard on his nickname of Hot Tub Gary for a long time, spending his nights at work and then coming home and having a hot tub on the deck yep. every single morning after his night shift. And also sometimes a pre-work hot tub in the afternoons. Pre, pre-hot pre tubs, post-hot tubs. That's what it's all about for Hot Tub Gary. <laughs> Turns out Hot Tub Gary got a hole in his hot tub today. Poor Hot Tub Gary. So we're thinking of you, Gary, and apparently he's gone off to the local uh, hardware, store. hardware store to get himself a brand new hot tub. Haven't heard from him yet, so might be having a few troubles. Yeah, or he might just be busy setting it up. But we're talking about your favourite things, what you can't live without. For me, it was probably my sunglasses, an inanimate object that you can't live without. I like my sunnies. Because Gary held a little bit of a memorial for his hot tub, Hot Tub Gary. So what would you hold a a memorial for in your life? What, What thing, not someone, what something... Would you hold a memorial for in your life? My partner Erin has texted me directly on oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three and said, "I'm in love with my pillow." Oh, I did not realise that that she was in love. That's actually this is a point of contention in our house is because Erin changes our sheets regularly. Okay, and I feel like I honestly feel like she changes the pillows. Regularly. Oh. And takes my good pillow and puts it on her side. <laughs> but apparently so I, not because she she's text, attached to hers. When she says, I'm in love with my pillow, she means I'm in love with your pillow, Tubes. Because <laughs> she constantly changes. And I will find it and secretly I go into the bedroom and I change because the pillowcases are the same. Uh-huh. And I change them back over because she does pinches she, mine. Does she realise or is she just in love with whatever pillow's under her head? She probably knows now. <laughs> Just got a message from Snap in Lena Valley. Snap. Snap. 
That's, yep, on 0488881073. Hi, Tubes. Heard you had sore shoulders from running the point to pinnacle. Uh-huh. That's correct. I did mention that I had slightly yeah, sore between your, your shoulder between blades, my shoulder right? blades. Heard you had sore shoulders from running the point to pinnacle. Puffing the chest out for a few days afterwards. <laughs> we'll do that. Thanks well, for the text, Snap. It's also actually probably because you were carrying that massive medal around your neck that said, The Finisher, <laughs> which I think is your superhero name because it was so heavy. I Maybe actually, that's why. I actually think I had sore shoulders because I was just leaning over and just almost collapsing. Mm, I don't know. You're but that's very funny, Snap. Appreciate the text. <laughs> you can text in on 0488881073. It's Triple M Breakfast. We've got 200 bucks on the line today because Liam from Glenorchy is our carryover champ. Good morning, Liam. Good morning. How'd you spend the evening and afternoon yesterday, Liam? Uh, just up here working away. You're Nothing in Orf- Orford, aren't you, Liam? Yeah, up at Orford still. So you stayed the night at Orford, did you? Nah, nah, drove home. Oh, gee, that's mm. having a go, Liam. That's having a go. Uh, were you worried about risking 100 bucks to win 200 bucks? Nah, might as well take a risk. I like it. I like it. Bold move from you, Liam. Can you test your buzzer, please, Liam? Liam. Beautiful. And that works. Nice job. You will be playing Penny from Howrah. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, guys. What are you up to today, Penny? Uh, Not much. Just about to take the kids to school. Brilliant. What are the kids' names? Uh, Hayley and Sophie. Sorry, I've got a bit of a cold. Oh. Good morning to Hayley and Sophie, and may your cold be short-lasting, Penny. <laughs> Penny, can you test your buzzer, please? Penny. Are you happy to take 200 bucks off Liam? Oh, yes. Sorry, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, there, there, there <laughs> All right, you two. Remember to buzz in using your name when you know the answer. They are multiple choice. If you buzz in before the multiple choice, you must give the correct answer. That is the Carly from Margate rule. Here we go. Question number one. What is the name of the Tasmanian pick boss and Kilda in last night's AFL draft? Is it A, Ari Schumacher, or B, Colby oh. McCurdy? Penny? A. Correct. And it was Ari Schoenmaker. Well done. Question number two. In what year did construction begin on the current government house in Hobart? Was it 1855 or 1992? Liam. Liam. Penny. Liam. B. Incorrect. Penny, would you like to have a guess? A. Correct, Penny. You oh, have you won 200 bucks cash. <laughs> oh, sorry, Liam. <laughs> no, it's you're all not. Good. It's all good. I think he's living the dream on the East Coast, don't you, Liam? It Building a house be. and a nice drive to think about what you've done on the way home. <laughs> yeah, that's no, all right. It's no stress. Uh, I love it, Liam. You're one of the most relaxed dudes mm-hmm. I've ever heard on radio, to be fair. Good on you, Liam. Thanks for the call. And well done Thank on you. unrolling the dice. I don't mind it. Uh, thank you. Penny, you've won 200 bucks. Now, you've That's got options awesome. here. Thank you've got you. options here, Penny. You can either take the money, $200, and run, or you can come back tomorrow for $300. I think I'll take it, thanks. I'm what going you... to Melbourne to see Robbie Williams this weekend, oh. so that'll come in hand. A nice way to treat yourself, Penny, yeah. and 200 bucks in the pocket sounds good. You look after cool. yourself. Get well thank soon. You. If you've got Robbie Williams this weekend, you don't want to have a cold. You'll be up there dancing, Definitely won't you, Penny? Not. 
Absolutely. <laughs> that is Penny and Hara walking away with cash thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes. We are so lucky to have amazing sport here in Tasmania. Obviously, we've got the Jack Jumpers. We've had the Hobart Hurricanes for over a decade. We're hopefully going to have an AFL team very soon. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I think gets overlooked a lot, along with netball and our hockey, yeah, is the Hobart International. Oh, absolutely. This is legitimately some of the world's greatest tennis players coming to Tasmania to warm up for the Australian Open. Yeah, and it's such an intimate environment. You're basically on the court with them. <laughs> it really is. I went up yesterday to talk with tournament director Darren Sturgis about an announcement that he had to make about players that are coming into the Hobart International. Sloane Stevens, a former mm-hmm. US Open winner, was announced a little earlier in the month, and they've announced... Another US champion that's coming back. We're really pleased to announce our defending champion, Lauren Davis, from this year's event uh, to return in 2024 to start her summer campaign and her year off in Australia before she goes to the Australian Open. We're simply wrapped to have her. For those that know her, she's a really down-to-earth, warm person, has great values, loves all the little local spots that we have here in Hobart, loves going out to Bonnerong, and I know she's keen to go back there and also keen to start her year off here next year. To have Lauren and Sloane come back to the tournament, does that tell you there's an appetite for the world-class tennis players to come here to Hobart? Yeah, definitely. I think we're a little bit of a hidden gem. I think like the rest of Australia is starting to cotton on that Tasmania is a great place to come and visit. We've held that to ourselves for quite some time and now the players are starting to realise the value of being able to prepare for the Australian Open in a place where they can walk around the streets, get into some great food and restaurants throughout the week, have some downtime but also have some really good quality training. Get yourself a hat and get your backside to the domain on the 6th of January till the 13th. Tickets start at just $25 for an adult and as a paying adult you can take up to four kids under the age of 13 with you. That is actually unbelievable value. Mm. That works out. If you take yourself and four kids, it works out to be about $5 a ticket to see international tennis. Yeah, world-class tennis. Happening here in Hobart. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. It's been a big show. Hot tub, Gary. I wonder, we might get an update. If he sends a picture tomorrow of him in a hot tub. I'll be so happy. That'll be a hot turnaround from hot tub, Gary. I think maybe one day we should go broadcast the show from Gary's hot tub tubes. What do you reckon? I don't know. How often does he change the water in his hot tub? <laughs> maybe if he gets a new one, we have to do it. We'll, we'll make sure that's a, a requirement before yeah, we go. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure how keen I am. Maybe from the outside, he can be in the hot tub. I can be just on the deck. (laughs) Uh, Love a good hot tub. It was great to chat to Jeremy Webley too. It was amazing to chat to Alison Lye from the Cancer Council of Tasmania, talking about all things Relay for Life. We'll be back tomorrow from six. We're going to find out about the Work and Training Awards this week, Tubes. That will be good fun. I, I will be there and celebrating the backbone of Tasmanian industry that is our apprentices. Have a great week. Uh, have, a, have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Catch from you from six. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M Breakfast.